I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in beast mode. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on world? Welcome to another edition, the last edition of the year, the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. Episode 52, what it do? Wow. Man, 52 and uh, the the Honorable E.T., Eric Thomas. E.T., the hip-hop preacher, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Consistency. What's going down, y'all all right? Yeah, we great, man. Consistency, unbelievable. Yeah, 52 weeks, man. That's uh, that's big time, man. And we also, we got a special guest in the building. Some call him uh, White Lightning. Some call him the greatest player to never make the NBA D-League. Um, we just call him Mr. Josh Hatch around here. Jay, what up, baby? How you feeling? What's going on? Honored to be back, fellas. Great to have you back, man. Listen, we got a new sponsor today, man. Shout out to Penn State World Campus, man. Allows you to earn your Penn State degree online from anywhere in the world. With over 125 graduate and undergraduate degree and certification programs, they're ranked number one for online bachelor's degree, all right? Number one in the world, guys. They're also ranked in the top 10 online graduate programs in business, education, engineering, and technology, right? Are you a busy working adult? You want to advance your career or start fresh? You want to set your own pace to earn your degree? Couldn't finish your degree the first time? Listen, Penn State World Campus is the place for you. Learn how Penn State World Campus can help you reach your educational goals by visiting worldcampus.psu.edu. That's worldcampus.psu.edu or give them a shout at 800-245-5518. So shout out to Penn State World Campus, man. Go get that degree. You know you've been waiting on it for a long time. 2017 is upon us. Go upgrade yourself, get that degree, and check out Penn State World Campus. All right, guys, let's jump into it. Real quick, man, I want to go into uh, Am I Tripping real quick before I hear about your Christmas holidays and things of that nature. But um, Am I Tripping? And I know E might not be uh, a part of this conversation because they've been married so long. And Josh, you've been married for a while too, so maybe it's just me and Carl. But Am I Tripping? Or do you hate when your wife says, I don't want anything for Christmas. All right. And so, Candace, I'm trying to figure out the whole week before Christmas. What do I get? I'm asking her, asking her, asking her. I don't want anything. Oh, I promise I'm okay. Don't get me anything. But you know, without a doubt, she's lying. So, I did end up going to get her something. It worked out. Josh was with me. Uh, Josh, she loved the watch. Uh, we made that happen in, in, in short notice. But um, definitely got her to watch. She was geeked up. But I was just sitting there and I was like, man, am I tripping or do I have the only wife who act like she don't want nothing? But don't you dare on Christmas morning have nothing for her to open up. It could be me. Maybe I'm tripping, but that's my experience. I was just wondering what y'all wives said they wanted. And if they actually ever, birthday, anniversary, anything, actually tell you what they want. I'm waiting for the dude who's like, hey, baby, it's our anniversary coming up. What would you like? Hey. I want some earrings, and I want to go to the movies, and I want a new pair of shoes. All right, cool. Let's go. Like, I just don't ever see that happen. So, I, I, I'm I'm curious as to y'all Christmas and what y'all did for y'all wives. That's all, hey, I'm with you. It's always a guessing game, 
But this year, my wife and I actually decided, let's make it about the kids. So we literally made the plan, like, yo, let's not do nothing. Let's focus completely on the kids. And y'all know my son's birthday is Friday. So we he got the Christmas and the birthday boy. So we just like, let's make this week special for them. So for for I, I got a pass on this one. So, but on on a regular one, see, on a regular one, like, yeah, no, it's always the guessing. Yeah, game. see, I say that too. I'll be like, yo, let's focus on the kids, the parents, let's bless people. You know what I'm saying? We can do all of that. I promise you, the one time that I don't bring that gift, I'm talking about she looking like uh, a sad puppy dog. I'm like, nope, I will not get beat with that again. I think I got beat with it one time back in the day. I'm like, nope, never again. So I'm with you, Carl. It, so- it sounds good. And I'm really good with not having nothing. Like, I promise you, <laughs> no I don't really need anything. There's no hidden agenda with me. I'm straight up. I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. I got everything I need. Don't give me nothing. Like, I'm cool, but... I know deep down she's not, so I had to still come with it. Josh? CJ, I learned this lesson. Yeah, I, I learned this lesson a couple years ago. So we, we we did the same thing. We talked about let's do it for the kids. Let's focus on the kids. Not Let's get let's not get each other anything. Christmas rolls around. We're sitting around the tree. Heather walks off in the other room for a second. Kids are smiling. They're behind us with Heather. She walks in with a gift for me. So now oh, I'm the guy without, no. The only one without a it. gift. I wouldn't have I opened it. it. Yeah. Flat out. But, I'd have been like, there was, throw it in the was, fireplace. <laughs> yep, and and, he, and, he, and Heather said, I noticed you needed some of this. So she gave a gift. So since then, I realized we, we've always at least have to have one. <laughs> one hey, go to. That's when you now, try to run upstairs and find something random to wrap real quick. Oh, like, oh, I, tried uh, to, I tried to. Hey, by the way, I, we I need eggs panic. and milk. T- I'm going to go out. I think there's one store <laughs> open. And then try oh, to find something at no. the uh, convenience store. He's like, look, I got you some batteries, no. all right? <laughs> No question. But this year, this year I was with you last second. Yep. And I didn't. We were both scrambling trying to figure out, you know, hey, a Josh, great my wife listens to this podcast, FYI. That's not, that's yeah, I know. I know. I know. Scrambling I, last week. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, how about that? So, so, but you, you even one up me. So, you, you, you got the watch. Yeah. I turned around, didn't do anything. And the next day at 8 a.m., I was back at the mall buying a gift. Yeah, I know. So. You texted me with Hudson said, we on our way to the mall. <laughs> Go make this thing happen. I was like, whoa, on yeah. Christmas Eve. That's savage. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but I'm in your same boat, see? I'm in your same boat. Yeah. I don't ever know no, what, no what I should get. Flat so out, I you got to get something. Yeah, it don't got nothing to do with years. My girl be on that, you know, same thing, Josh. But I'm way, you know, ahead of the game. But I'm going to tell you this. This was the craziest Christmas that I've ever experienced, Josh. And, and, and my wife's, you know, true Christmas you know, spirit came out. You know, of course, my kids are what you would consider adults now. You know, so my wife got up like 6.30. You know, my wife works. So she has, not only does my wife go to work, like she's wired to work. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't care if she's off for a week. She's still getting up at work time. You know what I'm saying? That's just her thing. So she got up. I'm talking about, man, we packed. I'm, I, it's just crazy, man. This was, I'm like, they grown. Why are we doing all of this? You know, and of course we bought, you know, our God baby stuff, just different stuff, right? And so we woke up that morning. She woke up at 6.30. Of course, I was already up. but She woke up about 6, 6.30, you know, ready to do breakfast the whole nine, you know, got the presents or whatever. My son probably came to the crib about noon. You know what I'm saying? My man got there about noon. My daughter, a freshman, she finally at home. She probably woke up about 11.15, you know, my wife's scrambling around the house at six something in the morning doing breakfast, waiting for everybody to get up. I'm like, I promise you that's not happening. But, hey, you know, go for it. And so, of course, they open up their gifts finally. 
And um, my wife said, next year, I'm renting kids. She's like, I'm renting kids because I'm, uh, she's so used to, you know, the kids waking up early and doing their gifts. And now that they're adults, they're not waking up. So I'm dying laughing like, all right, so not only do I have to buy gifts next year, I got to find the ki some kids and the, the unfortunate kids or something. Let them spend a night, two nights before, you know what I'm saying, do all of that. And then boom, wake up Christmas and let them do that whole night. So not only was it about gifts. My wife, man, the ex I realized this year that the experience, like she likes the whole, you know, everybody getting up in the morning, everybody eating breakfast. We have a big worship. Everybody open up their gifts. She, she does the video recording of it, send it to her mom, my mom. So I didn't realize it was that bad, but it looked like it's getting worse now, Josh, that the kids are grown. No, I'm hoping, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to keep some traditions going myself. And I'm glad to see Diddy kept the traditions, man, because... Um, you know, it's a sad day, man, when, you, uh, when you're when you not with your fam. I actually flew my parents down uh, here to have Christmas with all of us. We were supposed to go back, but with all the traveling we did to Australia and stuff like that, man, Candace was like, nope, it's too much. Have mom and dad come down here. We need to stay home for a while. So uh, we stayed in Atlanta where it was a balmy, like 75 degrees on Christmas Day, man. And when you're from the Midwest... That is uh, not Christmas weather. So my dad made a, a snowman with Trey out of like a white trash bag and <laughs> and some other stuff, man. So I think uh, Carl no was doubt, like man. at sixty one, right? Yeah. Which was crazy. It got warm no here snow. too. Yeah. yeah, it was like sixty degrees, bro. It was a crazy Christmas. No, it is. Uh, it's uh, unfortunate too, cause I, but y'all did have snow though, right? No, not on Christmas not Day. Yet. Like it had rain or whatever. During the oh, week, really? so yeah, we didn't have no snow. Oh, you couldn't even get a white Christmas. Yeah, I mean, we had a white, we had a white uh, four five days or a week or two before Christmas. It, I guess it came too early. You know, the snow came about a week or two early, and then actually Christmas Day. Not even now, it's like uh, it's gonna be thirty six forties going into the new year. So it's not gonna be no snow. You know, all of this week. So that's kind of weird. Like I said, it came a little early this year. Yeah, no doubt. Gotcha. Well, I wanted to, it's crazy because the last two years we came home and I was looking forward to taking Trey sledding and getting in the snow and all of that. And then um, this year we decide we're not going to go up there for Christmas. And of course, y'all had a bunch of snow this year, or at least around Christmas time. So I can't win, man. My son has still never really seen the snow and I know he'll love it. So I might have to take him up to Stone Mountain where they got the fake snow <laughs> and go sledding and do all of that. As soon as my shoulder heal up, I'm going to be out there. Um, the other exciting thing before Christmas, if we could backtrack, um, we had the album uh, listening party on Friday, which was incredible, man. Shout out to everybody. That we had a few thousand people tune in on the live stream. Uh, the people that we actually had in the building at Patchwork. We got a chance to unveil the new album. It was insane. Every The reviews are crazy. Um, like I said, man, sonically just the best project we've ever done by far. For those of you who heard it, and I'm sure most of you listening to the podcast probably heard it already, um, and are listening to it now and letting it fuel your workouts. Um, it's just an incredible album, man. And, 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 you know, the guys, the producers, Patchwork, they did an amazing job, um, just making that thing sound just as pristine as possible. So, that was another um, a, amazing part of the Christmas break. Anything else I missed, guys? Did we miss anything about the Christmas break before we jump into what we got for today? Hey, I didn't give y'all the full story, man. My whole 
I needed some Tylenol and Terraflu for Christmas. My whole family was sick. Literally. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jordan yeah, had a... Yeah, my man got a fever of like one or two Christmas morning. Now, the good thing is... The good thing is that nobody was like bed sick. Like everybody was like not feeling good, but still up and around sick. You know what I'm saying? So we still had Christmas. We still had fun. But literally everybody in the house was sick with a cold or flu or something, man. But we made the best out of it. We just made that day as much fun as we could. Yeah, no doubt. That, that's uh literally the worst, man, when you got the, you know what I'm saying? The flu on Christmas. Come on, man. That don't even make sense. But um, glad to see everybody's back to health now. And, uh, you know, we're going to march forward and the new year is going to be, uh, we're bringing in health into the new year. So, um, real quick, man, I got a couple things today and I want to ask, uh, each of you a question, but I think I'll wait. And, and I want to talk about real quick resolutions. I was at the gym. Um, what was it? Yeah. I just got back to the gym, uh, what was it, yesterday, day before yesterday. So, um, Tuesday was my first day back to the gym since my shoulder operation. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm, um, on the Stairmaster actually and there was a guy next to me and he was talking to somebody on the phone or something and he was like yeah you know I got it in again last night and you know I, I, I can't put that bottle down seemed like and he was like but it's all good come to first I'm done and I was just like you know I was sitting there and I'm like shoot I know we do this every year you know and we roll around to January 1st and some of us do the resolution thing some of us don't and he said it, and he was like, man, I had bought a big old bottle, and da 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 da, da but, you know, come the first, I'm done, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if he's really done, one, not as any of my business, you know, to be honest with you, but I wonder if he's really done, and I wonder what it is about the first, is it, do, do you think there's a power in saying, okay, it's the brand new start of a year, it's a brand new me, you know, I can turn this page, I can kind of go with it, or do you think, it's an artificial kind of, you know, false sense of security and thinking that just because the first rolls around, you're going to stop with this. Now, we know a lot of people with the exercise and stuff, you know, we, you know, the gym, January 2nd, the gym is like uh, Mardi Gras, right? And then by, you know, February 15th, uh, that joint then relaxed a little bit. But do you think there's, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to you guys, do you think there's power in the resolution of January 1st. We're a couple days out now from January 1st. Do you have any resolutions? And do you think there is something uh, magical about the rolling over of the calendar into 2017? So I'll start, man. So I, I don't think there's anything magical. I do think like there's seasons for stuff. So just like there's a feeling around Christmas that you can't deny, I don't care where you are, there's a feeling around Christmas. People are talking more, especially in the Midwest up here. Like I'm talking about you don't, like when it get cold for real, for real, like we joke, you don't see your neighbors again till like May, like literally, like we're not seeing you. And if we seeing you, like we going by you so quick, like it, it's not really, but Christmas week, that week, you know, leading up to Christmas, that week after Christmas, you see people in the mall, they're stopping, they're smiling. So there's something about it that I think can be used to your advantage. But then the reality sets in for me is that you are still who you are and you've been doing you for however old you are, 30, 40, 50. You are you. So there's there's not this magic trick that because the new year is going to start that all of a sudden you can, you know, just drop habits that you created for the last 30, 40 years. It's not like I'm, I'm being realistic now. So it's kind of to, to double the question for me. See, I always try to focus on adding or removing just one thing. So like. 
what, what, what the philosophy I have is like, yo, if you start working out seriously, and of course we use a lot of health references, but if you start working out seriously, you start hooping, whatever, seriously, do you realize that it changes your entire life just by adding one little thing to the day? Because now you got to get up at a different, like it's a different hour. Let's just say it's an hour you're working out, an hour you're reading, an hour, whatever you're doing. It's an additional hour now that you're inserting into your day that, that was not there before. So it forces everything else in your life to shift. So for me, that's the thing that I always do. Like, let me just figure out what's that thing that I need to add this year that just shifts my life. And not, you know what I'm saying? Not like I'm never going to do this again. I'm never eating meat again. Like, I'm not there yet. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll get there someday. But as of now, it's like, let's just do that one small step. And he always says it's something that I know I can continue. So he does the walking. You know what I'm saying? Like, just something that I know I could continue at least. And then for us, the beautiful thing is we're in a community that will hold you accountable. So come February, we're going to be asking each other, hey, you still exercising? Are you still hooping like you said you would? Are you still reading <clears throat> the book a week or whatever? So that that's my thing. Like, I think you just insert one thing, remove one little thing, not no big monstrous change. You was doing it all year long. And all of a sudden, like, I'm never doing it again. Like that, that's not a philosophy that I live by. I just try to insert that one thing that I think will have the ripple effect throughout the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be real. See, you know, we've been around sports a lot. And there's something to be said about, you know, a season being over and you starting a new season. You know, you, you I mean, you and Jalen do it all the time with the Lions. You know what I'm saying? When there's a new season, y'all like, yo, this is the year. And it's kind of like, you know, a momentum shift, if you will. You know, so, <laughs> you, hey, you, you broke the golden rule. We were not to mention the Lions on the podcast. Not one dog. Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah, we ain't mentioning the Lions. Yeah, we just talking about you and Jalen and uh, starting uh, okay. all over again. You know what I'm for the new year. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and you guys do it every year. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, it's a new start. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a fresh start. You know, um, and I don't think it makes a difference if your team won the Super Bowl, you know, that year. You're excited because you're thinking they're going to do it again. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, or if your team went oh and whatever, you know, you kind of like, yo, we got a new start. So I think there is something to say about, you know, momentum. I'm not really getting into January 1st per se, but there is something about a momentum, especially if you've not had, you know, the most phenomenal year, you know, if it didn't look the way you thought it should look. You know, I think there is something to be said, like, yeah, we got a, we got a clean slate. You know, we got a fresh start. You know, it's a clean canvas. And from this point forth, you know, I can I had a power to kind of create it. Whereas, like, you get into June, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot that took place. It's kind of hard to start all over again. It's like, okay, let's fix it, but it's hard to start over again. So Lions I think already 0-8, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It ain't looking up. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, 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 you know, for real, for some teams in different sports, by the time you get halfway through, it's kind of, you know, your destiny is kind of, you know, scripted, like, okay, we're not going to make this, or if we do it, we're going to be wild card. You know, it's not like, you know, so I do. I think there is a power in it. Here's, a, here's the, the deal, though. I think it really depends on the individual and capitalizing on that momentum shift. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's a big thing. I was watching the Golden State-Cleveland game, you know, watching the Cowboys line, just different games I watch. You know, maybe a box. I was watching UFC the other night. And you, you can see like a call, you know, or you can see a play or something that happens that shifts the momentum. And depending on the other team, it's kind of like, yo, they got broke when that momentum shift. And it could be a bad call, you know, it could be a big play, but you see that momentum shift and it's just like, whoa, 
you know, um, either, man, they about to win or they about to lose. So I think it depends on, you know, the individual. But definitely January 1st is an opportunity to get a, get a clean slate, at least mentally. See, like your life, your bank account ain't changed. It's still the same. Like you're about to put a whole bunch of money in your account or whatever. But it is an opportunity to mentally, to psychologically say, yo, I got a new start. And I'm, I'm about to turn up. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, everything you just said. And I, I just think it depends on the person, depends on the situation. I don't think a resolution for resolution's sake gets you anywhere. So it, it, when, the when the person is ready, you know, when the person is ready to change, they can change whether that's June or January. But there's no question that there is a certain level of accountability, a certain... Um, um, like he said, you, you get a you get a clean slate to work off of. So mentally, you're you're more clear than you have been. You get the holidays to yeah, probably slow yeah. down a little bit and reflect yeah. on what's important. Mid year, you don't get that time because you're just in the hustle of every day. But it really it really just depends on the person. And I and I think that you know again, like I just said, a resolution for resolution's sake doesn't get you anywhere. But but when you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, no matter what time of year, you'll make a change. And more people probably are sick and tired of being sick and tired through the holidays as they sit and reflect on it. Yeah, I just, I think that's deep what you said too, Josh. And, and I just want to make sure that the listeners catch it. It's probably the only back-to-back -back holiday we have, you know what I'm saying, the entire year, Josh. Like, you know, you got whatever, and I don't care what kind of job you have, you probably going to get a couple days off for Christmas and then not even a week later, you know what I'm saying, you get two or three more. So I know my wife, for instance, like she probably went in two days last week two days this week, you know what I'm saying? And that was it. So you do get a lot more time of reflection. And again, like C said with the dude, you know, that was drinking. I, and, and again, it's just my little personal opinion, but I just think too many people, Josh, don't take advantage of this opportunity. It's like turn up. It's like some people are so, you know, into the celebratory mindset that they're not even sober enough you know, to use this time as reflection. But if you choose to say, hey, I got a couple extra days to reflect, write down my dreams and goals, you know, get with my accountability group, whatever, you know, and I'm not saying you don't have no fun, but I think some people just turn up too much and they, they use the free time just, just for partying and not use some of it to say, yo, what do I need to do to make sure next year? Because I came into last year like this. I was turned up in 2015, 2014, you know what I'm saying, 2013. You know, I need my turn up need to be different this time. And it needs to really be about taking a little time and thinking about what what do I need to do to because it only take a spark to get a fire going. So how can this new year spark, you know, that fire for 2017? Yeah. And e, I want you to stay on that, because I think the, the spark and the fire is not the problem. Right. Yeah. It's keeping the fire yeah, flame blaze. Like, yeah. I think that's the, the tough part. Most people. I think do end up being very optimistic about a new year. And, you know, just as to my input, you know, on the conversation or whatever, I, I do feel like there is something special about, you know, January 1st and having that, you know, that, that blank canvas. Now, obviously everything you guys said is absolutely true. And, you know, a lot of people don't stick with it, but I do think that there is a refreshing quality about saying, Hey, you know, let me see if I can do something for 365 days. Let me see if I can change a habit. Let me see if I can, lose a habit let me see if i can you know gain you know a, a new positive habit whatever it is i do feel like january 1st is a great time for that because you it, it's a clear mile marker of since this day i haven't had a drink since this day i've read every single day since this day i've worked out every single day like there is something about that i think and that's you know obviously what you're one of the best in the world at doing is the spark is not the problem 
everybody got this whole, I'm about to, you know, do this. What e do they do to keep the fire lit? And of course, you know, they'll continue to listen to the podcast, so you'll continue to have nuggets throughout oh, the year. But like, how do you keep, how do you stay, yo, okay, so I'm about to, you know, um, at my job, I'm about to give 120 at my job. And you're giving 120 at your job for two months and three months. And then right around April, May, um, you don't get the promotion. You get passed by the third time for that promotion. How do you stay on fire for the rest of the year? When things, when you put that effort forward and you got that flame and that spark and you carry that energy and it still doesn't look the way you thought it should look. Yeah, I think it's what Josh said though. You know, it's like January 1st, you know, and Christmas is kind of like built in. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I'm not going to say it's easy to do, but it's easier because that holiday is built in for you. That time frame is built in for you. You know, you get three, four days for Christmas, you know, two or three days for the new year. You know, so, 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 and I don't know if it's strategic or not, but the way, you know, everything is done, it's like, yo, it's easy for you to start all over again. I think what what's challenging is they don't necessarily make it that easy, you know, in March. They don't make it that easy in April. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be a little bit more intentional and deliberate about starting all over again from fresh. And and for me, guys, and I'm just, you know, I use everything I learn, you know, as a lesson, if you will. But I think Tom Izzo uh, is one of the best in terms of scoring after a timeout. And and I think, you know, Coach Izzo, that's one thing I've learned from him. Like, he's very intentional and deliberate about the way he uses timeouts. You know, like a, a lot of people use their timeouts on some like, okay, we down by 15, call the timeout. You know, but Coach, they'll be up. You know what I'm saying? They'll be down. It'll be a tie, whatever. But he uses those timeouts, you know, to actually create momentum. It's like, okay, timeout. And I saw it the other day. I thought it was sweet. I saw Tum Tum, you know, come across, and I thought he was just going to go straight to the line and call the timeout. And coach was like, nope, waste a couple minutes. Because it's like, you know, they were, they, the time was kind of winding out. It was maybe about 20-something seconds. Coach was like, like, let some of the time go off the clock, then call the timeout. And I think if you're going to be a momentum, you know, expert, that's what you need to do. You need to say, okay, what happened in December and January that put me in a position to get this new start? Why was I so pumped up? And then what you need to do throughout the course of the year is just be intentional and deliberate about saying like, yo, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to put some more logs on the fire you know, to make sure that that fire is blazing. And like you said, see, we're not trying to, you know, this ain't no shameless plug, but if you find the podcast is one of those things that pump you up, if you find the resolution, you know, um, somebody told me I'm on everything, they want to get their subwoofers and put them back in they whip, you know, then do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like literally, like whatever it takes, whatever you have to listen to, an old mixtape, you got to get the first, you know, the ET first original Secret to Success audio book, you know, or maybe a chapter from, you know, the, um, the, 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 the average skill, phenomenal will book, whatever. It, it's like, there are things that you know that just get you going. Like Lauren Hill, miseducation just get me going. I was listening to Marvin Gaye, the, you know, number ones of Marvin Gaye. You know, I want you like, I want you to want me like I want you. You know what I'm saying? I was just listening to that stuff. I heard it through the grapevine, you know, and it's like, what were you listening for, E? I, I was listening for one of the number one artists in the world his number one hits. Like, what did he do? Was it the intro, the outro? Was it the live band? Was it the lyrics? What was it about Adele's 21? And that, that What was it about the miseducation of Lauryn Hill? And I'm actually deliberately listening to the number one, Michael Jackson number ones. What did he do? 
you know, so and so not only does it spark me and like get me fired up, but it's also giving me clues to what did the greats do? What did the great musicians all have in common? And for me, I'm listening like, ooh, all of them, it was a setback. You know, all of them, they might have went through something and they used that tragedy and turned it into a number one hit. You know, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? You know, you make me want to holler, you know, throw up both hands. So I'm just listening. It's like, what is, but I'm being deliberate and intentional. I'm not just letting it come to me. I'm actually finding ways to recreate that spark and recreate that love. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And I also think, you know, when I think about keeping that um, spark and keeping that flame lit and, and, and things like that, and Carl kind of touched on it before, but man, if you are going to, you know, either get rid of that vice or pick up a new habit, you're going to have to change your environment. And E, you talk about it a lot, but and I want you to expand on it when I finish, but like, yo, you're not going to stop drinking. My man who was at the gym, you're not getting ready to stop drinking and keep that commitment if you're around the same homies you've been around the, the whole year, 2016. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, you're going to inevitably be with them and they might, I don't know what they got going on. They're going to watch the game, kick it, whatever. And they popping bottles and you're just going to sit there. You're going to have to change your circles and get around a crew that doesn't drink. Like, if you're going to accomplish your health goals in 2017 and you didn't accomplish them in 2016, you probably weren't hanging around a whole bunch of people that were physically fit in 2016. You need to go to the gym and befriend like that, you know, young lady who just looked like she'd been in the gym every single day for the last uh, uh, 720 days, whatever it is. Like, you need to be around those type of people. So, E, how important is it for, in order to keep our flame, like Carl talked about the accountability, in order for us to keep that flyer through May, through June, through July, whatever, we're going to keep that fire. How important is it to change our circle of influence? Yeah, well, I mean, you just said it, see? I'm going to keep that drinking lit if I'm around people who lit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they lit, I'm lit, we're going to be lit. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And so I, I think it's about, you know, not just changing your environment, but knowing, like, what do I want? And getting in the environments where, you know, people are doing that. You know, it's funny, man, we, we have brought you know, certain people on the team, you know, and, and just having those individuals on the team has not only changed the way business is being done, it's changing how we do business. I'm looking at, you know, some stuff that Nikki's doing, I'm looking at some stuff that Josh is doing, and it's making me do things that I wasn't even thinking about doing before. It, it's, it's, it's making me think about my ideas and writing ideas down and getting up every day and making sure that I'm following through on those ideas, looking at the execution. So, so I'm saying when you change your environment and get around, you know, people who are doing what you want to do, it just sparks you, man. It's like, I'm not saying competing in terms of like, you know, trying to be better than nobody else, but it's just, when you get in certain environments, man, it just makes you want to do better, to be better, to think better, to speak better. You know what I'm saying? And I'm being real, y'all. It You don't have to be deep to be deep. But if you just get around deep people, you get around people who doing deep stuff, if you around it long enough, like I can't pretend I'm an expert, you know, in, 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 in finances, but I can tell you this, since I've been around people who think different about money, Bruh, I, I remember, you know, one environment I used to be in, people used to be like, I can't wait until I make six figures or seven figures. Then I got in another environment. I remember people saying, I can't wait till I save six figures, seven figures. I'm like, unbelievable. And then I remember those same people saying, uh, man, you got to learn how to live off of 30% of your income. I'm like, live off 30%. 
I was in an environment that you spent 100% of what you make. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not deep, but when I got around people who were doing certain things, just being competitive, I got in that environment and was like, oh yeah, we, we making six? Oh, now we saving six? Oh, now we living off 30% of our income? Okay, well I need to change this, 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 and do that. And then man, I woke up and being in that environment, I am able to, I'm not them, but I'm able to replicate some of the things that they've done in my own life. Hey, so so the, how long? I was going to say, see, I'll the take-home message, no, no, I was just going to jokingly say, but the take-home message is instead of making your New Year's resolution for you, just get around people that's making a similar resolution or people who are already dominating that area. That's your resolution. Yep, that's get in that that's group. It. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to get nobody with nobody who's making the resolution too, because y'all might fall off. The <laughs> right, 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 I guarantee right, right. you, homegirl, homegirl at the gym, she been there for five years straight every yep. single day. It ain't no resolution for her. It's nope, a way it's a of lifestyle. Life. Yep. And so, yeah, so when you get around her, and Josh, maybe you could hit on real quick, um, because there's people out there going, all right, cool, but I'm looking at my circle of influence. I got my family, my friends. Josh, what have you done or what's worked for you in the past in terms of upgrading your circle of influence whether it be through business or health or you know marriages or whatever how you know if we're around a bunch of let's just say somebody's you know struggling with their marriage out there they're listening to us right now and they literally want to um change that they want to get better and they want to whatever but you know they're around other toxic relationships and they don't have that circle of influence right now what what um suggestions do you have for somebody who's saying Yo, nobody in my circle, you know, is, is a good husband or nobody in my circle really, you know, works out like that or, you know, grinds as an entrepreneur. Like, how do they upgrade their circle? Like, tangibly, I don't want to, you know, just tell people to do it. And then they're looking like, OK, I'm looking around. I'm in the same environment. Like, how do they physically change their environment? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a great question. See, I, you know, in business, in life, I, I don't know one successful person that hasn't made new relationships, built new networks. Um, and, and when they do that, there's certain people that don't come along for that ride, right? So when, they, when they're hanging around the, the people they've grown up with or, or the people that aren't doing anything, whether it's business, um, finance, whether they're trying to stop drinking and, and the rest of their crew drinks, he just said it. There's no, there's no way to, to not drink if everyone in your crew is drinking, but you have to get around, you have to get around a new group of people. You have to network. You have to put yourself out there. You have to, you have to want more. You have to work for more. You have to go to um, new functions where people that you don't know are, you have to find people that you look up for and call and ask them if you can come and hang out with them. It, it, you have to really put yourself out there. You have to, it's not going to come to you. So that's the biggest thing that, that, that I see people say, well, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything right. I work hard. I'm a good husband. I'm this, I'm that. But my environment's not changing. That's because your environment's not changing. You're around the exact same people every day, the people you work with, the people you live with, and, and, it's, and it's life. You, you, just, you just start to settle for whatever you're around. You, it just becomes you. And so it gets hard. It gets hard at times because the higher you rise in life, the higher you rise in organization, the higher you rise, the lonelier it gets because there's less people that are there for that ride. So it actually gets gets lonelier to rise in an organization, become a leader. It gets, it gets uh, lonelier as your finances grow because your circle gets smaller. Now, it gets a lot more fun in certain areas, but, that, but you're probably not going to have 500 friends that you run with when you have a million dollars in the bank. But you probably have 500 friends you can run with when you're all broke because you're all standing around doing nothing together. Hmm. 
Yeah, and you know what? I'm thinking of, like, for real, when we talk about tangible information, I'm thinking about what you told, even what you told Chris on the phone that day. Josh was like, yo, what what charity do you like? Like, what charity are you a part of? And he, he was like, oh, well, I'm not sure, you know. And um, he was like, well, go down and, and find out what charity you like and find out what charity some of the people you'd like to network like and go down there and go to an auction or go to a fundraiser or whatever and, and start introducing yourself to new people. And I'm sitting here like, wow, like that is tangible, you know, something tangible that you can do right away. You don't have to wait. And the crazy thing is, quit being so scary, man. So many people are like, oh, that person wouldn't want to talk to me. That person wouldn't want to hang out with me. I love it. What For whatever reason, whatever position we're in now, people are always like, oh, see, I know you don't have time to talk to me. I'm like, of course I got time to talk to you. Like, yo, people are not as self-centered as you think they are. And if they are, cool. You you, you miss, you know, you strike out on a couple. Oh, well, if they, if they want to act like that, let them be. But you need to upgrade. Like, yo, just call them. Can we do lunch? Can we do this? Can we do that? Like, put, like Josh said, put yourself out there. Find a new environment. And if you find that new environment, I promise you can go to that next level. So, um, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I was just gonna, you know, I was just gonna add one thing. Every successful person has gone through some sort of trials, right? Whatever success is for you when you're around successful people. But that person from whatever trial they've gone through, they have a soft spot for someone similar going through that same mm, trial. That's a good one, Josh. So, so you take, 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 take E being homeless, right? E is forever going to have a soft spot for the homeless youth because that's, that's, that's built into him. There are certain things, there are certain things that, that, I reach farther down the ladder to help people that have had in, uh, who've had parents that, that have been in prison, right? That's a soft spot for me. So when I see someone that has a similar story, I want to help that person. So they may look successful and almighty to you today, but at the core, they want to help because they know exactly what you're going through mm. if you're the right person to help. Yeah, that's good. I was going to add, see, just where you went going practical, I was going to say just find those non-threatening places. Go to the gym on the other side of town. Don't go to the one in your neighborhood. Like, literally, I started going to the gym here, and I, I'm telling you, I met a police officer. I met a dude that's a masseuse. So my man does, like, three or four clients a week, and that's all he does. He's making good money. Like, I'm just saying, expose yourself to different things. You don't have to go to the same spots. Go to a church on the other side of town. Like, these are non-threatening places that people are more open to talk to you, you know, more open to share. And you just start becoming a part of that community. Like, you just got to do something physically different. You can't keep, and seeing Josh Buff said it, but you, I just wanted to add some practical. You can't keep going to the same places doing the exact same things. Find those non-threatening places that you can meet. Uh, my man Richard, go to the gym with us. My man cooks at the mall. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm meeting a bunch of different people in a bunch of different industries. If we ever need some catered, I could call my man up. You know what I'm saying? So just find different places and those relationships are the key to you changing those habits. Love it, guys. That's great information. Uh, real quick, because um, we got a ton to ask E.T., and there's questions for everybody in there. And I've been trying to get to these and, you know, people always hit me. Oh, you're going to answer my question. So we'll try to get to as many as we can. Um, but before that, I said I had a couple um, direct uh, things that I wanted from the three of you. Um, I want to know one thing business wise and one thing personally um, that you've learned from the year 2016 that you're either going to take into 2017 or something you're going to leave in 2016 but a lesson from both business and personal from each of you that um, you know, you're looking forward to 
um, implementing in, in 17. So I don't care who starts, but I did have that. And I wanted to, you know, usually I don't pre-plan a whole lot, but I did want to ask that and see what, what you all are taking out of your year. So uh, whoever wants to start, go for it. Yeah, I'll start, see. So for me on the personal level in 2016, I learned that, that time flies. You know, I've got a, I've got a, a 10, a seven-year-old, very active, um, a family that's active. And I've learned that, that the older I get, the faster time moves. And that I need, to, I need to make sure that I cherish the time that we have because before I know it, my daughter's going to be 18. So I, I've really, 16 on a personal level was, was, was a huge wake-up call to me because the world kind of slowed down and sped up at the same time. I did a lot of reflecting, but I also realized how fast it was. And I can't believe 2016's over. It, it literally feels like it just started. And I'm seeing physical change in my family and my kids. And, and they're just turning into these, these great young adults. And I'm realizing I'm not going to have them at home forever. And so on a personal level, you know, it's just to max out these next 10 years um, while I have Berkeley and Hudson at home or, or, or one or the other um, and, and be the father that I've always tried to be and then, and then put that even on um, another level. And on a, on a business level, um, you know, I've learned that uh, there are a ton of opportunities in this world, and, but they're not all good opportunities. And, and you are better from a business standpoint to be, to be um, happy than be uh, successful, and you can be both. But many people chase the money. See if anyone attended one of the events, you say at every event, you know, my buddy got involved in network marketing. Um, so I got involved. He, did, he was killing it. I didn't make $5. You know, that's because, that's because you know, you, we talk about it and, and you talk about it. You beat over everyone's head, but the self-assess, self-assess. But you have to, in, in the business world, find a place where you can be happy and very, very passionate or else when times get hard, you're going to, you're, you're, you're not going to want to push through that, that gear that you need to. And so really for the business standpoint, it, it flows a little bit to the personal standpoint, but just getting a state where you're happy, you're excited and, and you're ready to rumble every single day is very important to, to taking on a vision that's as grand as, as the ETA. Yeah, well, why would you say that, Josh? Why would you say like, what's the connection? So I'm hearing you saying, you know, consistently be happy, but what's the connection between being happy, you know, staying upbeat, and having this monstrous vision. Yeah, um, so I, I think everyone probably hears this and thinks, okay, so you're happy all the time, and that's not what I mean. I mean I mean, happy to take on the challenges, happy to see the monstrous vision, because it's hard. Everyone thinks a business is easy. Any business is gonna be challenging, and if you're not happy and excited to tackle those challenges, you just won't do it. You'll get, say it's a marathon, you'll get to mile 23, but you won't hit mile 26. You'll cramp up and fall over. And so you have to be in the right state of mind to tackle the problems, the challenges, um, and find the solutions to take something to the next level. And you only do that if you are in love with the process, not the end result, because you're going to be stuck in the process much more than you're going to be stuck in the end result. Yeah, and it's funny you say that. I guess I got a segue because uh, into that because for me, the first one, Josh, for business was, you know, just survive you know, just survive. And if you looked at us, you know, as a team, we've been together, you know, since 2000, you know, maybe seven, eight, you know, and really kind of got going, you know, a year or so after that in terms of our own personal stuff. And man, Josh, collectively and individually, we have survived and advanced, you know? And I just think there's so many people, Josh, who are, you know, they I got to get this business plan and you do, but 
I think everybody, Josh, at some point has a business plan. You know, I think everybody has a bank account. You know, I think everybody has, you know, gone down to, you know, the courthouse and had to, you know, you know, complete some paperwork and some documentation. You know, most people have a website or a business card or a cell phone, you know, but most people haven't survived, Josh, that stuff you're talking about. They haven't been able to get through all of the, the challenges. You know what I'm saying? Like they haven't been able to survive. So one of the things I, I just want to say, one of the things, you know, for me is just like, yo, every year we just got to survive. You know, we've got about 500 videos now just because we survived year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six. You know, we got past a lot of stuff, you know, and I'm just saying, guys, if you can survive, I don't think the number one team is always the number one team. You know, sometimes the number one team has injuries, Josh. You know, their number one player is hurt, you know, for a month. And they got to try to win without that person. Or in our case, you know, we lost three, you know, we had three guys, two guys we've lost for the entire season. One of our better players is, you know, maybe be out three, four weeks, you know. So I'm just saying survive because if you can survive, you become attractive. You know, if you can, you know, 1896, you know, and I think that's why people do that, Josh, since, you know, we've been in we're family business since 1932. And you look at a company differently that's been in a been, been in business since you know the 1915s. You know you know what I'm saying it's just like wow they've survived. You know how many um how how many depressions is that? How many wars was that? You know how many whatever even us you know you know and I'm jokingly but you know joking but you know we were in New Zealand when there was a, a you know a, a earthquake and a you know a tsunami. You know what I'm saying I'm just you know we've been you know, I've I've survived some um, um, tornadoes you know in in Alabama my house you know, was total, um, you know, um, by, you know, just a, a tornado. It's just like so much stuff has happened, you know, and we've been able to survive in advance. I just want to say that's the first thing I've learned. Nobody ever talks about, you know, at these conferences, Josh, surviving, you know, and advancing. Everybody's talking about your marketing strategy or networking or, you know, whatever, communicating effectively, you know, what, you know, what are your, what's your business model? But a part of your business model needs to be able to every year you're still standing, you know, that no matter what, you know, and I think number two for me, Josh, and I hope people can hear this, you know, is the competing interest, man. You know, I, I think good people finish last or good people, you know, get divorced or separated or lose their companies because of, you know, competing interest. And by that, I just mean sometimes in life, Josh, it's the good you know, five goods that will destroy you because you're kind of like paralyzed or you're giving too much energy to this and not enough energy to that. And one of my favorite games as a kid was Stratego. And, you know, it was it was kind of like a military type board game. And you had like maybe a marshal, a general, a captain, a lieutenant, sergeant, like a spy. You had bombs, the flag, you know, and each man was worth something different. You know, so you put up your four against a one and lose your four. You know, um, and I've learned in my life, especially this year, you know, I had to go back, you know, when Didi first got sick three years ago, Josh, of course, it was an emergency. So I stopped everything. But I found myself this year, Josh, having some struggles with competing interests, you know, and by that, I mean, you know, I might have somebody who I met at a conference who was struggling, you know, call me at two o'clock, whereas that was my lunchtime with Didi or my time I would eat with Didi and I had to say like yo Edie's a competing interest but in the game of Stratego the the 10 doesn't beat the one the one beats the 10 and it doesn't mean that the 10 is not significant 
It doesn't mean that person you met on the road isn't, you know, a valuable person, you know, who you need to pour into. But you can't pour into that person at 132. That's you and Didi's time. And so you just got to shut the whole world out, you know, during that time. And I had to realize, you know, Josh, that to go from good to great is saying no to those interests that fall in category 10 or fall in category, you know, eight. You know what I'm saying? And I had to protect the ones in my family, the twos, you know. You know, if, if, if C called me, it's like, yo, let me stop what I'm doing, all right? You know, or Didi, is it all right to answer this call? Or C, I'm with Didi at lunch right now. I'm going to hit you right back. And right after lunch and we get home and she takes her nap, like, all right, C, what's going on? And I found, Josh, that I was giving the tens some of the ones time. And I was giving the eight some of the twos time. And I had to realize, like, yo, competing interests, like everything you do eat at this level is good. You're not doing a whole lot of bad stuff. But you can't let the 10 get in the way. And the, and the 10 would be upset sometimes. The 10 would be like, yo, I didn't hear from you in November and December. I know you didn't. But it's the holidays, you know, and it's time for me to lock down. I poured a lot into the world. Now it's time for me to refuel myself. It's time to push that refresh button. It's time to make sure I exercise. I'm eating right. I'm spending time with my mom. You know, my sisters came up, you know, a lot more. My father, you know, Dee Dee, the kids were out of school. You know, so that to me, Josh, that competing interest that's very important. And I had to just start realizing that the one needs to get his time, the twos, the threes, because what happens, Josh, if you make all this money and you lose your one? You know what I'm saying? What happens if you're traveling all over the world and you're helping people, but then you lose your marriage, you know, and you lose your relationship with your kids? And as a company, we even had to do it. I took the whole squad to Australia. Like, let's take our wives, you know, and we have gone to the movies and we've gone out to eat. Like, this has been the month where I might have been with Carl and Tamisha more than before, CJ and Candace, where you came up, Josh, with Carl, you know, with CJ and spent time with them. You know, you know, so it's like, yo, November, December, I had to say, yo, I gotta, I gotta cut, not cut off forever, but I gotta cut off a little bit of the tens and the twelves and the and the elevens and the eights. And I gotta really pour into the ones and the twos and the threes, you know, so that when the new year comes, I can still have them, you know, in my life. So for me, man, that's what I'm learning. Competing interest, make sure you, you you prioritize, you know, and take care of what you need to take care of because I hate to say it, but there's a million 20s. There's a million 15s. It's not a lot of ones. It's not a lot of DDs. It's not a lot of Jalen and Jada's. It's not a lot of ETAs, you know, and I got to make sure I, I, I take care of what I'm supposed to take care of so that the things that I love and cherish the most can be there for a lifetime or at least in my lifetime. Hmm. So I'm going to go... I'm gonna take where you left off, Ian. Go off, go off a slightly different direction with the tens and the ones. But for the business, see, mine is simply getting the right people in the right place. Um, and I'm gonna call a couple names so y'all, y'all on the line can go, understand where I'm going. So I'm gonna start, of course, with Josh, and the value that Josh. Just a matter of months having Josh with us, the value that is added to the company is unreal. Um, Nicole, unreal. Marshall, unreal. These are people that just happened to come into our circle the last couple for Josh a couple years, the others a couple months. And I'm telling you, the difference that it has made in our organization is, I mean, phenomenal. So on a business level and, and, you know, the role that I play in the company is kind of, you know, multiple things going on at once. So the fact that I can I have people now that I can rely on, like competent people that I can rely on, that I don't have to look back and say, did you, you know, or uh, man, can you, uh, it's gone. Like the way Nicole is handling things right now, 
Like she's ahead of me. She's coming back to pull me up. Uh, Latoya, the way they're handling things, cameo, like literally they're pulling me up to speed. I don't know what's going on. Like let's be, I'm, I'm being real with you guys. Like the breathe university was an idea and ease head. Like I sat online and put the whole thing together, the pieces together. We got Brandon's team to come help. And now I'm catching up to people on Breeze University. They've taken this thing on and owned it in such a way that I don't even understand some of the, you know, the back end stuff anymore. In a system that I helped to create, I don't understand this stuff. So it's just huge. And, and I'm saying that's not a problem. Hear me closely. That's not a problem. It's actually great that I don't understand. I don't have to because we got the right people in the right places, man, doing what they do. So from a business perspective, that's huge. Get the right people. Your business is only as deep, your your your, your church organization, whatever, your team is only as deep as the people on it. So you get those right people in the right places, and I guarantee you some championships are coming your way. On a personal level, um, man, it's just controlling what you can. And it, it sounds simple, but the, the personal thing for me was believing. Like, that's the word, like just believing. I read a, a quote that said, um, you can't prevent birds from flying over your head, but you can prevent them from building a nest. You can't prevent birds from flying over your head. They're going to fly overhead, but you can prevent them from building a nest. And my thing to that is like, yo, nobody could control what I believe. I, I'm the only person that has control out of that. And what I've seen in my life is my family. Like my family is what I believe it could be. My, my, my home is what I believe it could be. You know, you guys just saw us got this car. I didn't get the car because I just got the car. I believed that I could get that car first. And I'm just saying, man, the belief for me is the hugest thing because that is the thing that decides how far you go, how much energy you put into it, how long it lasts. It's what you believe. So on a personal personal, it's just at the end of the day, like Carl, you make sure you believe bigger than anybody else could even like ain't nobody else got to be a part of this. You believe the biggest thing could happen, the best thing could happen, because th the flip side is it can't happen until you believe it. Hey, Carl, quick. Hey, Carl, quick question for you. So you deal with you, you deal with um, more or have in the past more of the day to day ETA tasks than anybody else. So as you have someone like a, a Nicole come along, what what is the what is the benefit when, when you get someone that adds value first, instead of comes to you and says, I can do a service for you if you compensate or if you do this, what is it, what is it when someone shows up and they, they just kind of go to work and add value without you even knowing what they're doing? So, so what it does is what we were talking about a little early, I'll tie it back in, but what it does, Josh, to be direct with you is it shows me who you are as a person. And it shows me that I really can't, like it's, it's put me in a position now where I really can't operate without you. So understand what I'm saying. I really can't operate without you when you add that kind of value to my life. You've become invaluable to me. There's no price that I could put on that. You've taken like you've t like I use the, the analogy with the, with the media team all the time. I've just given you my son and you took care of my son almost as good as I could or better. I ain't perfect. So you've just taken my kids. You know what I'm saying? My family. I put that in your hand. My baby. I put it in your hand. And when I came back, my baby's looking good. It's rosy. It's doing exactly, you know, better than I thought I could have done it. So you have become invaluable to me. There's no price I can put on that. So guess what? I am never going to jeopardize that. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I keep you around 
It may not be financial. It may, whatever I can do. If it's financial, I'll do that. If it's whatever, time, if it's whatever I have to do, I'm going to find a way to do that because you are not going to leave my life. Not with the value that you add. You are not going to leave my life. So I don't care what it looks like. We're going to find a way to make sure you, you continue to be able to that to add that kind of value to me. And I want to top it. Like that's my, my I mean, y'all and also ETA, we are trying to outgive whoever you are. So when we find people like that, that are like almost topping us and giving, oh, we know it's for life. Like it's not going anywhere, Josh. I hope that answers your question. It's not going anywhere. I'm keeping you for life. Yeah, guys. And I guess for me, man, I'm sitting here talking and yeah, I mean, I probably already, you know, um, you know, gave mine away when I, you know, talked about what the theme of the new year was going to be, but it's that stay ready, you know? And, and so for me personally, um, I would say for sure, stay ready. And the reason I say that is because, and obviously we named the 2017 theme, stay ready. He talked about it, being ready for anything, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is, just being ready. And I think in 16, that's one of the things that I really picked up on and, and really took to heart was, you know, be ready. You know, we had a, you know, a ridiculously scary situation where Avery was born. I talked about it on the podcast and I still get kind of choked up when I think about it. But just like, yo, you, you like you're not immune to, yeah. um, you know, disaster. You're not immune yeah. to and you don't want to be a hypochondriac or anything like that. But like, yo, you have to be ready. Like. I look at E for real and I, you know, think about Didi getting MS. Like they weren't planning on that, but yet they were ready for that. And so when I look at that, I'm like, yo, if, if Candace got MS, would you just be able to, you know what I'm saying? 1000% like hit it running and, and have no issues or would it break you? You know, so I really do um, personally, I'm like, yo, you got to stay ready. Like you're not immune to, you know, anything happening. And if you're not ready in every aspect of your life, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all of those things, if you're not ready, it can break you. And so um, for me at 16, I think that's one of the valuable lessons I learned, not only from watching my big brother do it, but just from, you know, going through it myself um, and, and seeing, you know, what happens when you are ready and what happens when you're not ready. I think that's huge for me. And then um, business wise, and they're going to laugh at me, but I think that I've learned um, even more so in 16 that there's more than one way to skin a cat. And um, believe it or not, there were some things that um, I'm trying to pick my words carefully because I know Carla E going to dog me, especially um, there were some things that I kind of deferred on a, a few things, you know, maybe as in terms of like how the conferences went or, you know, the structure of some things I kind of deferred and it worked out. Now, y'all know, probably pick up from, you know, listening to the podcast. I don't defer a whole lot. And I don't, um, and, and it's not because I'm trying to be like, I promise you, and they know this, it's not because I'm like, yo, I got to be right and I want to be right. It's like, yo, I care so much. Like we had an incident at the last conference and I promise you, they, they had to almost pull me off of somebody just because, not because I'm trying to be self-centered or because I want things done my way, just because I care so much about the quality of work we do. I care so much about making sure that people get fed and the people get all the information they need and that E is presented in the best light and all of those things that I tend to go overboard sometimes and just force what I think or what I know is going to work down everybody's throat. And this year, I don't know if they'll co-sign me, but I did. There was a few times I think I had to pull back and I think even starting with Avery, and there was a couple times I didn't make it to the conference and, you know, I might have to watch on FaceTime or whatever just because we had that little week, you know, couple, two week window where, you know, little mama didn't want to come out. 
and things still went okay. And so I think in 17, you know, for me, while I probably would never lose that aggressive nature that I have, um, you know, I do understand that there is more than one way to skin a cat and we can win a championship, you know, with defense and rebounding as well as, you know, shooting threes and, you know, playing wide open offense. Like there's more than one way to win the game. And I think um, that's something for me in 17 that I'm going to take in business wise is like, yo, don't be afraid to, to, to defer and, and give the, the rock over from time to time. So um, I would say that's it for me. And I'm going to keep the segment moving so they don't have hey, a can, chance can, to I'm kill sorry, me see, over can that. We go, can we go back real quick? Just uh, if, if, if yeah, you don't yeah. mind. So, so I, I just wanted to say Carl talked about the being indispensable. And Carl, I wanted to help those other people because sometimes when you call names, and I know you're kind of you know, worried about calling names, Carl, but sometimes when you call names, I think, what, what, do me a favor, Carl. Give, tell me what the fear is, what, 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 like, cause and I, cause I want to make, I want to make sure people learn. Why are you hesitant sometimes, Carl, to call names out? Oh, it's, it's simple. E, just for the fact of, I'm saying it real. It's other people might be salty. Let me just keep it real with you. There's some people that, when I call this name, it could affect the relationship of somebody else. Like you ain't call my name, or you ain't call this other person name. Or something like that, but there are people that just you know outright stand out, and and there's nothing I could do about it. Like you stand out because of the value that you add. You know what I mean? So not saying that other people aren't helpful or they're not doing stuff, but let's just be real. Like the like I said, for me, the value that these certain people have added, like you can't like it's I can't go without it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't not mention it. Yeah, and the reason why I said that, Carl, is because I want to make sure that the other group, you know, gets it. And, and the word dispensable, able to replace, Carl, able to be replaced or done without. And I just want to make people understand that, like, it's not, it, what, it's not what people think. It's like, oh, favoritism. Like, oh, so you're going to call that person. What have I done? What I, I, you saying I haven't done anything? But I think what people have to understand is you don't ever, CJ, want to put yourself in a position where you're replaceable. You understand what I'm saying? Where... Yeah, you may do some things, you know, but you, you and, and again, because I, I, I just want to make sure as we're getting out of, of 2016 that people get it. Now, take your there's time with this, because this is real. Like, please take your time with that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some people, Carl, let's say that they do five or six good things, but then they turn around and do four or five things that tear down the, the six things that they did. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, they build with one hand, they tear down with the other, you know? So that's one group. Another group, Carl, when they do what they do, it's like average. It's like after you finish doing it, I got to come up behind you and clean it up. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so you might have done, and again, I'm not calling out names but because I, I don't remember the young lady's name, but I remember, Carl, you used to have some gentleman that used to work for you to do videos. Carl, by the time you, you had to clean up what they did, you could have just started it on your From own. From the beginning, you, yeah. Yeah, you would have saved way more time just during the beginning. Whereas I remember one young lady, and I don't remember her name, but I remember uh, when Jasmine. she did it for you the first time. Say it again. Jasmine. Jasmine. I remember yeah. when Jasmine did it, you was like, yo, it's 85% done. Yeah. And so to fix the 15% what didn't take you that kind of time, but somebody else might have done it. And you were just like, yo, like, I got to fix this. Like, it just, it, it, I wasted more time doing it. And then there's one group, and it's no disrespect, they're just at a place where, you know, they're just getting started. But they take so much, like they require so much time, you know, and it's like I look at those people when they call me and I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, 
but I know this is going to be a 15, 20 minute call. I don't have 15, 20 minutes. Like now we're going into consultation. Like this is what I do professionally. And so I can't pick up the phone because every time I talk to you, it's, it's either going to cost me time or it's going to cost me money. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you can be replaced. Right. Whereas what Carl is saying when he mentioned, the, the, come on, Marshall Fox, like I don't even know. I didn't even know the kids, um, Carl. I didn't even know who he was. I just heard like Yolanda say, hey, thank you in a post for doing my whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, oh, who was my man? You know what I'm saying? Then I see somebody else like, yo, thank, um, uh, Patrick Pete might be like, yo, Marshall, I want to. And I'm just like, who is this dude? And it became obvious that I never had a conversation with my man. I've never spent any time with my man. But the type of value that he's adding is unbelievable. And the quality of work that he's yeah. doing, Carl, blew my mind. So, of course, I found out who this dude is. And speed. I, I mean, I might have talked to Don't forget speed, because all of these pieces go together. And speed. Oh, and speed. Right, Carl. The, 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 the quality of his work and then the speed, like you said, in which he operated. Nikki, I talked to Nikki one time, you know, when she first joined up or whatever, maybe once or twice. You know, she had some concerns, and so I tried to walk her through it. I didn't hear from her again. Then before I know it, boom. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm just saying, like, a, the Jasmine that used to do photography for us, I didn't know who she was, but she was like, yo, let me come in, take pictures, whatever. And so I just want, I just want to make sure you're not on that victim thing when we go into 2017. If there are five people in my life, and out of those five, um, Josh, I have to buy four of them something to eat every time we go out. I'm not mad at them, Josh. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything against them. But if the four of them, every time we go somewhere, I got to put gas in the car. Every time we go somewhere, I got to pay for it. But that fifth person is also making sure that, oh, let me eat, let me grab you something to eat. Oh, eat, let me get the gas for you. Oh, eat, I can dry this time. Josh, I'm, I don't have nothing against the four, but who do you think I'm going to gravitate toward? Yep. Yeah, it's light and heavy, E. Light and heavy. You, you, you see what I'm saying? It's not rocket science. I'm going to gravitate toward the person who's in a position to, you know, and again, with Josh, that's why Josh, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's the only reason he's on the team, I'm saying, but we've had people who have asked us to do what Josh has done, and they sat down with us over lunch one time, you know, and it was obvious, okay, we're going to get lunch once, what does that mean? You know, okay, we want this, 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 this. What, what separated Josh was Josh was like, yo, for real, I'm not sitting here telling y'all that I'm a, 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 a priest and all I want to do is work. No, I want to be compensated as well for the, the value that I bring. But long before I ask you guys for anything, for the course of the last five years, I'm going to add value. You know, and so I just want to make sure, guys, for real, I want to sound like a broken record, but but put yourself in a position this, where you're where you're not dispendable watch this to able to be replaced or done without that's all i'm asking put yourself in a place where you're not the 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 weakest link you know on the squad or you're not the individual that people can say hey we can do without you feel me and so because nobody wants to be left out everybody wants to be a part you know everybody wants to be a part of something productive everybody wants to be on the team everybody wants to start if possible but you can't do that if you're constantly taking, right? And it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad teammate. But the reality is 
there's some people in the NFL next year when they, they're not going to be on the team because they didn't contribute enough to be on the team, right? It just it is what it is. There's some uh, people on teams now. Come All-Star break, as we get closer to the NBA Finals, there are going to be some people that are going to be traded, some people that's going to be let go because they do not add the type of value where that organization is fighting to keep them there. Including coaches, E, not just players. Absolutely. Including coaches. Yep. So I just want to full circle it. See, I know you got to ask ET questions, but full circle Absolutely. back to what we were saying about, you know, changing your circle. That's the key to changing your circle right there. I don't care who you get around. You add that kind of value to them. Like I said, the church, the gym, whoever, where you go. But you add some kind of value to their life that puts you in a place where you're 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 not easily replaced. That's how you change your circle. That person is going to make sure they keep you around. And that's how you get around the people that are doing different things and are sharing different ideas, that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to full circle that for our listeners. Yeah, my bad, C. You know another yeah, way to upgrade Carl, your last... circle? Uh-uh. Go to Penn State online. <laughs> I love Listen, it. man, Penn State World Campus, a world of possibilities online. Listen, man, the, one of the top programs online in the country you need to check them out, man. They got admissions counselors on deck right now to help you figure out which degree program will be best for you. Give them a call at 800-245-5518 or visit them at www.worldcampus.pennstateuniversity.edu. Matter of fact, that's psu.edu. So worldcampus.psu.edu. Go check them out, man, for your degree program and upgrade your degree and then upgrade your circle, man. So um, shout out to Penn State for being a partner in the podcast today. We appreciate them. Oh, Go check them out. Definitely appreciate um, Let's it. jump into Ask ET because we running a little long, uh, which I love it, though. It's quality information, so I'm definitely digging that. But um, we got a question in here. Oh, man, so many. Um, Brandon in Denver, E, wants to know, if you could fix one weakness, what would it be and why? Shoot, one, bro, I got so many. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make, making me choose between, you know, the, uh, the two. I, I, I think, B, if it's one, um, I was going to say, like, you know, uh, forgetting stuff, but I don't think that one bothers. I, I don't think that one affects, you know, people as much as, you know, um, you know other stuff. But, you know, I, I think one of the things for me is just like, I don't know how to say it, man, but you're, there are some things that have affected me in my past, you know what I'm saying, that I have recognized um, that I just need to just, you know what I'm saying, just let it go. And not just, you know, my father not being in my life. My mother and I was teasing the other day just about, you know, our mate name is Craig and just some um, stuff that I saw my little niece doing that was like, yo, that's some Craig stuff right there, you know, um, in terms of our family and just, you know, what we've been through, you know, and so... There's the one thing, man, that, that, you know, that we have a challenge with, you know, is when we get into, you know, like a, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like a bad place with a person. You know, I've had people who have, you know, wronged me or people who have, you know, done things, man, to try to hurt the company or made some terrible mistakes, you know, in our relationship. And um, once, once I get crossed, you know, it's kind of, I have to work, you know, at forgiving that person and, you know, and, and getting back to where we were and beyond, you know what I'm saying? Once you get, you know, in that bad spot, bro, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weakness, you know what I'm saying? To say, I'm just thinking about some people right now that I was super duper close with. I mean, we were, man, we were, we were thicker than thieves, you know, and an incident might have happened that I felt like, you know, they didn't demonstrate integrity or they didn't, you know, care about the friendship. They crossed the line. 
you know, and once you cross that line, like it's hard to, yeah, once, once I put you in that category, it's kind of hard to come back from that. And I, I know I need to do a much better job. And, and, and I've attempted to do it, but I can be honest with myself and say, I know I'm not even that good right now. I might be average at best, you know, with dealing with that. So that, that's probably something that I know it's a lot of people I was very close to that is on the outside now looking in like, man, I remember me and E, what happened? You know, why we not? You know, so that's, that's a weakness, man, that I definitely need to, you know, try to conquer in 2017. And of course, you know, I said a, a week or two ago, that my sister is where I've started. You know what I'm saying? That's a place where not necessarily, we didn't necessarily have beef, you know, but because we didn't have the greatest relationship, you know, that, that thing in me was kind of like, oh, okay, well, bet. You know what I'm saying? We don't have it. I tried. It ain't working. Let me just, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And that's something that I, I need to really work on getting over. No doubt. Sam in Indianapolis wants to know if your house was burning down and you could only save one thing, not a person, pet, or a photo album, what would it be? Hmm. Oh, my, my wife has some um, birth certificates, uh, warranties. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My wife got some paperwork that she thinks is valuable. And I, whoever asked that question is crazy because I'll randomly think of that same thing. And I'm like, okay, you know where that stuff is, E. Because well, you, you almost burnt the house down a while back. Yeah, right. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's constant. Every time I light an incense, it's on my mind. But yeah, Didi's documentation, because if we got out the house without that, she'd be dead. So I have to make sure that she gets that. And then my son, man, he has his grandma gave him. She used to work for a printing press years ago. And so he has like old baseball cards, old football card collection. I never talked about it because we never did anything with it. But his grandma gave it to him like back in like she started saving that stuff like in the 80s. And then when he was born, she always thought she would have a grandson. So when he was born, she just gave him all of her, all of her collection. So I would like to grab that too if I can. No doubt. Next one's for Josh. Keith in St. Louis says, Josh, what are a few things you think of when deciding whether or not to pursue a new opportunity or business venture? Mm. Mm. Give great us something good, question. Josh. Yeah, that's great, a great question. Great. Yeah, great question. There's, there's probably two main things. One, is it something that moves me? You know, something that actually interests me? and sparks um and then two does it actually have a, a a solid business plan and i want to make sure because e brought this up earlier when i say solid business plan i don't mean does it look good on paper right. everybody's a spreadsheet millionaire right. the solid business plan is do <laughs> i believe in the person do i believe in the person yeah everybody everyone can punch a number in excel i mean so it's like but, a dollar millionaire. there you know what i'm saying that's exactly you got I it. was definitely so, going to so, college. No question. No question. Dollar cheeseburger, see. <laughs> but then the other thing is, do, do that probably this is the most important thing when I'm looking at a business is, is do I believe in the team or the person that I'm going to go into business with? Is it, is it people or a person that I want to go the distance with? And if, if, if it is a good product that moves me, that I, that I believe is good for the marketplace, and I believe in the team, or the people that are behind it, then those are really the only two things I need. I, I don't focus on the challenges that the business faces. I focus on the people. That's good. Love it. Liza in Philly, he said, what's the last lie you told? Sure. Hmm. 
I don't know. I try not to CJ, lie. CJ, I didn't take your charger. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I never Definitely lied Definitely the last light told me. No, y'all know, hey, y'all know, know one you, thing about me. I don't know if you told I, it hey, since then. If y'all know one thing about me on this podcast, and these fellas know, I might take your stuff, but I ain't going to lie about it. I ain't take it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. I took it. Yeah, I ain't going to lie about it for sure. We ain't going to get in trouble twice. Um, I'm trying to think, though. See, man, I'm, and I, believe me, y'all, I'm not Last saying I'm not a liar. I, I just don't remember, which I probably so, told it so good. I probably didn't remember what it was. <laughs> convinced yourself. Yeah, you know now what I'm saying? Now, that's a good lie when you convince yeah, yourself. yourself that I did. Yeah. Yep. I, All right. No, don't, don't worry about back. it. Yeah, I'm sorry. 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 Yeah, Cosby's in a different world and I was just like I know a lot of people not up on a different world but I was like yo that's the that one cannot go for me because those guys they modeled for me what I didn't see in Detroit you know because everybody was working and these dudes was in college so I would love man to be in a uh, different world Hassan in Jersey said if you didn't have the gift to speak or lead what would you be doing for a living right now teaching I'd be a teacher all right, that was quick. Let's go see if we can get in one more. Uh, let me make it a good one. We got a bunch here. Thank you guys for keeping the questions shorter for me this week. Um, Michael in Cape Town said, what's one talent you wish you possessed that you currently don't? Me? You want to sing. Yeah, Carl, <laughs> know sing. that. Definitely. Uh, you want to sing so bad. Oh, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That, either sing or play the piano. I, oh, I'll take either one. I'm with you. I'll take either the one. Piano. Carl yeah, can I'm do, Carl like you. Prince. Yeah. He can do all of them, so that's why he don't care about none of that singing stuff. Well, I know Carl can play the piano. I ain't never heard Carl sing, though. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, no, but he could play the piano. He could play the saxophone. He could play the drum. He could play the guitar. Yeah, yeah, he got, he on that Prince level. Hey, real quick, Zach in Louisville said, who do you trust with your life? (laughs) Oh, oh, you asking me that, C? Yeah, I just want to. Oh, CJ. I I trust CJ with my life. (laughs) Yeah, I trust CJ with my life. Anybody else? Jalen? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all silly. I don't trust oh, Jalen with his life man. yet. <laughs> yeah, hey. We, right. Right. Don't trust him with his life. Hey, no so doubt. let me, hey, uh, I, hey, let me just say this real quick. Remember, I spent seven intense hours, so I want you to change that question, see, and say, outside of your wife, who would you change? Oh, I, I knew that's what you meant, though. Yeah, I, and, just, and, no, I and, want and, that to be clear, and, though. <laughs> Hey, here's the deal, though. I don't know if I trust. It depends, though. Like, <laughs> if it's like some some rough stuff going on, I don't trust my wife with my life. You know no, but here's like, the deal, though. See, I want a bruiser with me. I need a brawler. You hey, here's the deal, though. See, I feel well, comfortable. Wife. I feel comfortable saying that because Didi don't listen to the podcast, so <laughs> oh, I'm good. It. That's why. Oh yeah, no doubt. No, and I told you, Candace ain't listening as a fan. It's all fact checking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> There's it's no kind of fandom going on. She like, uh, you said uh, you need to do a better job with taking me out. Uh, when does that begin? So, yeah, no, it's all, it's all up, man. Um, p- quick, real quick, plans for the new year. Um, what, what y'all got going on? What, what's uh, what's the y'all, y'all partying? Y'all hanging? What, what's going on for the new year? How are we bringing in 
2017 before we get out of here. The whole weekend is a blast for me, man. Little man's birthday is Friday. So we just gonna do no no official plan yet. We still in Lansing, so it's a whole lot of sweet options. But just you Chuck know, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, cel- yeah, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, right. Just celebration mode, man. Like, um, yeah, just making sure we enjoy every moment. I I let all my guards down, see, for these little holidays. The kids went to sleep by themselves. I'm like, just the here go a mattress. Y'all turn the TV on, iPad on. Let's just enjoy time together. No fussing, no fighting. So the plan is just to enjoy, just celebration mode, man. Watch night for me. You know how it is. I give my whole, you know, life and my time to, you know, the world as a whole. But my church is on New Year, like lock it down. You know what I'm saying? So church, we'll eat. We'll do church together. We'll eat and then we'll play games or whatever. And then, you know, spend time together as a church. And my family, immediate family, moms will come down, my sister, my little niece, maybe my father. And then, um, you know, my family and my church family, which is really my family, you know, Arrington's and just everybody, man. So that's probably what I'll be doing. And hopefully I'll be up for when the ball drop. Y'all know me. 930 I'm here. I'll record it for you. <laughs> yeah, please record it, Carl. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to lay low. We were on the road for about a week straight right before Christmas Eve for uh, some sporting events for the kids and the album release party. So we're going to lay low and just take the new year as a family. Yeah, same here, man. Shout out to my folks who are down here, man. And I uh, instantly turned into the worst parent in the world. I had, you know, my mom and dad hold down the fort. Mom's cleaning, pops cooking, they taking care of the babies. They're doing bath time, brushing teeth, everything. And um, I literally, man, just get a chance to chill out. Uh, it's a fantastic time. There's a team that name begins with an L that has a uh, big game on Sunday night. I will not say the full name of the team, but um, it begins with an L. They got a chance to win the division. A chance. Um, even though they got blew out by the Cowboys, they got a chance to win the division. So I'm going to sit back and let my heart get broke Sunday night. And, uh, hey, at least it's at night. You can go hey, to bed after. Hey, I'm going to be ready to start the new year, um, you know, like like whatever year. You know what I'm saying? Disappointed as a fan of the, the L's. Maybe it's an apropos that they, they begin with an L uh, since they take so many. Um, so, yeah, no, nah, man. Hey, real quick, I didn't. I guess I didn't really ask y'all explicitly. Do y'all have any resolutions? Hmm. I mean, got a resolution for the new year. I think if it's anything, I do everything so perfect already. Anyways, like you know, what what could you possibly be? Yeah, no, I think for me though, see, it's the um, the stay ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that what I've done, I'm being real. Like, I'm not laughing, playing y'all. I've done a much better job of being consistent from January to December in terms of my health goals and working out. Um, and just really like now making that commitment. Like, you know how you do something and you like, you know, you're doing it and you're being consistent with it, but you haven't necessarily made a commitment to it. You know, I think that was me this year. Like I definitely, you know, multiple days did, you know, my 10 miles, five run, five walk, did seven miles. You know what I'm saying? I, I was very consistent this year, but I didn't, I didn't go all, all in. I was probably like 89%. And for me, I think it's a, it's, I, I want to go all in and like stay at a certain place. I kind of went up and down, up and down with my weight. You know what I'm saying? You know, two or three weeks on, two or th- a week or so off. And I just want to make it this year from January all the way to December. 
and I'm proud of myself. Like I'm not, you know, down on myself or nothing like that. But I want to make this year the year where I'm like, yo, E, from January all the way to December, you you make it a lifestyle now and not an event or something that you feel like. Because you know how you'd be like, all right, I need to lose 10 pounds. And you might lose the 10. All right, I need to do this. And you might do it. But then once you get there, the um, what is it like the the the, the like the level of energy isn't the same because you got to that goal. Like, I don't want it to be about goals this year or events this year. I just want to be consistent because my health is a goal, if that makes sense. Yeah, Mine may sound weird to some people, see, but y'all know me. I'm a workaholic, man. It's something in my DNA that it just like I can't turn it off. So it's actually to work less this year, to be honest, like be more balanced. It's just a continuous thing for me just to be focused more on, you know, other things. Of course, the company's like, you know, top priority in my life, but I still got my family, you know, and I've done way better this year, way better. I've come a long way, but there's still always some growth with that, man, to make sure. Like Josh said, um, I got probably less than a year before Jordan is up out the house. You know, we've been keeping them at home, um, but, you know, school going to be starting in a minute for my man. So I just want to make sure, you know, everything is locked in um, and I can balance out that time a lot more. Like he said, including some health stuff in there. The accountability is there for us. So I'm not I don't even really make that a priority because like he talking about it every day. I, I'm pressured to do something every now and then. But um, yeah, just that balance, man, just work, work less, but, you know, be more effective in working less. You know what I'm saying? Not just being a slouch, but, you know, work less, but smarter. Well, Josh should help you with that. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But, yeah for, and for me, mine, you know, it breaks down to probably, uh, you know, it breaks down to a lot of resolutions, but mine is just to be better, you know, better than last year, better as a husband, be, better as a father, mm-hmm. better as a business person, yeah. um, just to be better than I was in, in, in 2016. It's going to yeah, be hard, no Josh. For me, man, I'm a, um, a, last year, I don't know if anybody remembers, but I did uh, patience was something that I really wanted to work on. And um, this year, I, and I honestly, you know, I, I did, you know, 365, I did try to work on it. Even, um, you know, all the way up and through the last few weeks, man, where some, you know, like I said, we, we had uh, some challenges and um, wanted to, as much as I can, stick true to that for 365. This year, uh, I, I'm thinking, I'm still kind of working on it, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to commit to writing more. Um, you know, I think I'm, you know, self-assessed and think I'm a decent writer. And sometimes, man, you can't get all your thoughts out talking. Sometimes, like, for me, it works better to actually sit down, with, with you know, and write, uh, type, whatever that is. And so um, I want to start doing more of that. You know, I, I did, you know, commit to doing a lot more reading and, you know, studying last year, but I didn't write a whole lot. And so I'm going to um, hopefully write uh, a lot more than I have been. So that would be it for me. Um, man, so other than that, we got the nugget of the day. Man, I don't even want to get off of here, man. It's like I the know, last man. one of the year. It's like, I, know, I don't want it to end, but, um, yeah, we got to get to the fams and the squads, man. I love you guys, man. Thank you guys for an awesome year. It's been uh, great working alongside of you guys. Um, not only, you know, just, um, you know, while we are out at the live events and things like that, but the podcast, you know, all the stuff we did for the album, um everything man it's been an incredible year um 2017 from eta guys is going to be insane we got the marriage stuff coming up which is going to be just off the chain starting february 12th in san diego check that out um breathe university of course is going you know up every single day 
Uh, we got the, the new book coming out, you know, just all kind of stuff. So 2017 is, is going to be, again, monumental for us. So um, from my team to your team and your family, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out the podcast each and every week. Thank you for writing those reviews. Uh, this is an entire year of doing the podcast now, guys, and uh, it's been phenomenal. It's been fun. You guys' feedback, your questions, all of that has been amazing. Um to everybody who sponsored the podcast, including today's sponsor, Penn State. Um, we just thank you guys, you know, a million times over for believing in us and allowing us to be a part of your life. So uh, with that being said, the nugget of the day is brought to you by Penn State. Visit worldcampus.psu.edu and go finish up that degree. Go get that degree at one of the best institutions in the world. E.T., get us out of here on that nugget of the day. Yeah, guys, just nothing, nothing deep, y'all. Just, just do me a huge favor. You know, I know we got a lot of living to do, but in all the living, guys, don't forget the loving. You know, don't, don't get so bombarded with the cares of life, you know, that you forget to love. You know, don't get so caught up, you know, working, guys. It's like, for real, some spouses look and say, you know, why do we even get married? You know, you work so much that we don't have time, you know, for us. You know, we don't have time for our dreams and our goals and our family. You know, some kids come in the world and say, why did you even have me? Like, you working so much, you know, you grinding so much that you don't have time for us. You know, so guys, definitely, we know we talk about, you know, I grind on Monday, I grind on Tuesday, I grind. But understand what we mean. You know, we mean that, you know, when you're working, give it 120. But you can't work all the time. It doesn't make sense to be married. It doesn't make sense to be a father. It doesn't make sense to be a wife. You know what I'm saying? If all you're doing is grinding, you know, don't forget who you're doing it for. But more importantly, don't forget to spend time with the ones you claim you're doing it for, you know? And so I'm, I'm, I don't know what the balance is in your life. But what I am telling you is don't forget the loving part. You know, don't, don't forget to spend time with your kids. Don't forget to spend time with your spouse. Don't forget your mom, your dad, your siblings. Like, don't forget to go to the movies or, you know, go to lunch or go to dinner. You know, don't forget, you know, the board games, the Uno, the Monopoly. You know, don't forget to rent that movie. You know, don't forget to take that trip. You know, so, so, so do yourself a favor. Yep, yep, keep on living, you know, and, you know, live the best life you can live. You know, if you can have the house and the car and the, you know, whatever, whatever your dreams are, but don't forget the people who are in your dreams and don't just make them objects, you know, love on them, give them their due time and show them their due affection and say the positive words and affirm them, you know, whatever, whatever it is they like to do, but forget for real, don't, don't live so much that you don't have time to love. Love it. Appreciate it, man. Happy New Year, everybody. Go check out that album, The Resolution. Go get it. Uh, Carl, man, thank you, man, for your production on this podcast all year. Josh, appreciate you, man. Love you. You guys have a wonderful New Year. We will see you in 2017. We out. Dreams.